Welcome to The Art of Significance with your host, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, university professor, gold record songwriter, and award-winning athlete, Dan Clark. Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been another week. Hopefully most of you have tuned into the podcast on demand. Every week we try to bring on the influencers, not just local influencers, influencers who are literally changing the world one day, one story, one person at a time. My two guests today in our show are Linda Septian and Celeste Gleave, two superheroes with superpowers. And I don't just say that facetiously. I am such a fan of both of these women. And my very, very first guest, Linda Septian, is a longtime hero, a longtime family friend, a superstar to anyone who knows anything about the music industry, especially how to find and cultivate new talent how to take a young voice, a young male, a young female, and uh, who has some potential, who has some talent, and with her extraordinary processes, with her extensive education and research into vocal cords and vocal performance and breathing and the art and science behind the music industry as a performer, Linda Septian started uh, Septian Studios a thousand years ago, even though she looks so beautiful in her young age, she's been conquering the world of music from as far back as I uh, I can even imagine. And we'll get the details in one moment as Linda is on hold and will be my first guest. But what you need to know about Linda is she's a family friend that as our daughter, one of our daughters, uh, enrolled in her school, in her amazing studio experience in Dallas, Texas, at the age of eight. Linda personally not only tutored our daughter in the art of writing songs, of performing songs, of recording songs, of rising to the occasion, but what Linda is most known for in the music industry is taking young men and young women and turning them into boys. I mean, turning young boys and young girls into men and women of character with an extraordinary work ethic, igniting that passion, creativity, and imagination through the world of music. So any parent listening, anyone within the sound of my voice needs to look into Septian Studios there in the suburbs of Dallas, Texas, if you want your child to be tutored and coached by the very, very best in the world. Linda Septian is a music artist development professional with decades of experience. Her success has launched a number of successful pop icons that she mentored into thriving careers, including Beyonce, Jessica Simpson, Ryan Cabrera, Ashley Simpson, and obviously, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, and Casey Musgraves. She is not only a successful pop icon creator and mentoring these individuals into thriving careers, but Linda has more than 16,000 students to her legacy. She recently launched her own brand of kids groups for the growing push of family entertainment for festivals, theme parks, and conventions. 
I sure hope you've been listening, Linda, because I do everything I know how to do to suck up to you whenever I get a chance. I love you. We honor you. You're the most amazing human being on the planet as far as our family is concerned. Welcome to my show. I'm sitting here with uh, Instagram Live going on going, wow. (laughs) That's funny. I appreciate it, Dan. That's amazing. I thought for sure you'd yank my chain and say, Dan, could you repeat that twice more, please? <laughs> hey, I was too busy gloating over here. You're so I was going, funny. Woo-hoo! I love your your family, Hunter. I love uh, I love Remington. You know him, and uh, you know he and I have a, a, a very amazing relationship. Not just bro to bro and musician to musician, but just one of the finest young men. You're so proud. You need to be so proud. I know you are of of the fine men you've raised in your family. So congrats. Let's get right to the well, show. Thank you. Well, Linda, thank Linda, you so Linda, much for some, having me. I appreciate no, it. No, this I is got our all second kinds of time. good stuff to tell you. You're so funny. This is your second time on. I want you to be a reoccurring guest because the feedback I had from our first encounter was so extraordinary because of the things we talked about. So I just want to turn it over to you. Tell me everything you've got going. And then when I can interrupt every once in a while to ask a deeper question, I'd love to. So tell me what's up on Linda Septian's uh, in, in your life right now. Well, we just finished with American Idol. And um, we're, you know, just really getting that going and started. And the cool thing about it is that, uh, you know, I've been there kind of behind the scenes to kind of see things and, I um, literally have, uh, I just got off, um, you know, channel ABC, of course, has that. And ABC is doing really well with um, with American Idol this year. So we had a lot of artists from Texas, of course. And I think we have one remaining named Ron John. But uh, we went through the whole um, situation of how different American Idol is this year and kind of updated behind the scenes thing because it's like make or break with Lionel Richie. He's tough. So yeah. We've um, been able to, because uh, these kids, you know, once they get in front of people, the hard part is, you know, you'll break your career if you don't do well. That's the end of it. I mean, that's pretty much the end. And so wow. we were um, kind of counseling that situation because there were a lot of tearful people uh, at uh, the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. So anyway, that's one of the things that we're working on right now. We're doing a complete analysis every week of, you know, each person and uh, what's going on and why American Idol decided to come back with originals and songwriters. And now it's developing a little bit more into maybe who they are rather than who the show is. And we kind of appreciate that then a lot because we need it. And um, so that's number one. Number two. Okay, but yes, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me interrupt. So <laughs> okay, every listener would want to know. So you're a giant. I mean, you really are. You you give so much advice and so much input. So even though you're not on air as a fourth judge, teach us quickly what is the differentiating factor? Why would they choose someone over someone else when they're both, let's just hypothetically say, Linda, that they sing the exact same song, they hit the exact same notes, and one is so extraordinary and the other one is not. What is the difference? We've talked about this on air, off air, teach, I mean, never on air, but off air, teach us what, as a coach, as a vocal performance, extraordinary human being that you are, what advice do you give? What what are the judges, what, what turns the judges' attention to one over the other? 
Uh, definitely the first 10 seconds or maybe the first even five seconds. If you can texturize the very first thing you sing, um, that you will cause all three judges to turn their head and say, whoa, okay, they've got something. Because most people will come on, Dan, and just sing more of a karaoke-type feeling, you know, and they don't, they just sing tonally. And so they don't understand from the very beginning they have to have texturization and telling a story. So if they can do that, even especially Lionel, he'll look up and go, whoa, Katie does too. If they, anything in their voice at all, you know, you don't want anything like that, they go, whoa, that's amazing. Because they don't want just the you're one and all, they don't want the sound. They want something that feels. And the second thing is certainly the ability to um, entertain and what really broke everybody, um, I mean, the major majority of people that left were in the groups because they couldn't. I was sitting there watching how they couldn't participate in a group. Uh, it was very difficult for them. They didn't know how to share a spotlight, and they didn't know how to participate, so they actually went in the background of the group instead of the foreground, and they were all cut, uh, wearing the wrong costumes. That was a big deal. Anybody that wore black was pretty much out. You just couldn't see it because the curtain was black. And those little tiny things make a huge, huge difference. Um, fourthly is really the fact that they can't um, talk. You know, they have to talk to those judges. They have to have that story that's been told. And the story, as much as you hear about it and the cliche sound of that, is absolutely a fact. You have to have a great, great story. It can be funny. It doesn't have to be, you know, that you're homeless in a car, although there are a number of them this year that seem to be. But it doesn't have to be that. It can be you're from a very wealthy family, but you've still got to tell your challenges and situations in trying to become a musician. And and that's what the um, – it's kind of a a falsehood in, in any industry. It's not, it's not how bad off you were. It's just your compelling and engaging story to an audience, and especially to a young audience because you gravitate 15 and under and 40 and older to most TV talent shows. So now you're appealing to that, that age group. What are you going to say to them that would appeal to them? And mm. um, a lot of them have really, I mean, even me, I was watching it quite a lot um, to get prepared for the interviews uh, today that we had, and I was interested too. I got very, very involved in some of the stories, and I know, I know some of them, six of the artists that are out of the 24, and the stories are very true. Wow. So let me, uh, let me consolidate and have you comment. So the words that you always taught our daughter, the words that I've always heard you say in every aspect of what you teach is make the song your own. So what you're saying is make the, the first five to 10 second texture of that song, the interpretation of that song your own, make your costume your own, make your story your own, make your ability to get along in a group and to participate and collaborate, to put others, others before you, make that your own commitment to excellence. So what you're saying is that even in an interview outside of the music industry, once you know who you are and you've made your life, your story, your performance, your, your passion, your own, that you're not singing for your mom, you're singing because you love to sing, you think that's the differentiating factor. The, the all, all-inclusive word phrase would be, 
you've got to be the best version of you that you can possibly be in every aspect of the audition. Is that what you're saying? You just said a whole lot. I mean, you, you really capsuled it and put everything in a swim lane, which was perfect because, you know, it is about the fact that you just give up. You're free. You give up to do what you're doing. I mean, you have to give up every possible inhibition of what you feel on stage or anything else. And there are not very many people that can do that, Dan. There aren't. I mean, they, they think they can, but they can't. And a lot of the contestants even, and this applies to all artists. It's not just, I'm just using American Idol as a, as a pathway to what I'm trying to say. It, you know, it's just a vehicle. But the truth is that every artist that's on stage must lose themselves in the fact that they are entertaining themselves on stage, even though they have to engage with an audience. The problem with that is some of them think they're better than they are, and and they get involved in so many rehearsals and practices, and then all of a sudden they think they're really good because they let their inhibitions go. That's not what I'm saying. You have to have quality of what you're doing, and you have to have a mirror of what you're doing at all times, because sometimes... What, you know, just in personalities, we think we're not being obnoxious, but we are, you know, and so it's, it's still how the world proceeds, for sure. Very interesting. So, before we go to the first commercial break and then come back with you again, let me ask you one more question. It's kind of a rhetorical question. So, what you're saying is that these contestants, even though they're on an audition or at an audition, they're not really competing against others. They're just competing against themselves. They're trying to be, they're doing everything they know how to do to become better today than they were yesterday. Absolutely. And because there's, you know, music is the second industry in the world to make up. And it's just, there's just so many opportunities besides some talent show, you know, and with Spotify being three times the amount of all three labels, um, you can certainly engage and launch yourself. You don't need a major label for anything other than the fact that if you are that good and that big and your songs are that mainstream, then yes, you can. A major label will help you, of course, with distribu- distribution, marketing, and, of course, um, publishing. And so, it you know, it's still a major vehicle. The only thing is they're not nearly as profitable as Spotify is. And so, yes. although they own a lot of Spotify, um, it's kind of ironic. It's they're you know they're not getting it through their own companies; it's through another company. So, it's it's not as important anymore to have to launch yourselves through different icons now. So there's just amazing amount of ways. There's 42 ways to make it in the music industry now. And somebody else said, no, there's not. I was at a tech star. I don't know if you know the tech stars. They, they're startup for all the new tech for music and all kinds of things. But anyway, I was a speaker there yesterday and, or day before yesterday, and they um, were saying, no, there's 68. There's 68 ways that people will make over six figures in the music industry as a singer. And wow. I... It's just amazing, the the avenues. I think it's a great time. The opposite of what everybody else thinks. I think it is a great time to be a musician. The best in the world. You can even get to all the music supervisors now. There's no middleman. There's no broker. There's, you know, nothing in between. You can send music straight through. Um, and I think that it's the best time in the world. We're having a ball with it right now. And you're you're the genius. You've always been at the at the tip of the spear, Linda, with technology, with innovation, with with vision. You know, I don't mean to uh, 
you know, this is tongue in cheek. That even if you can't hit all the notes, like Taylor Swift or McGraw or Earl Trump, ways to help you as long as you figure out the sixty-eight ways to make a living as a singer. I'm so sorry I brought that up. God forgive me my sins. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go to commercial break. Set up the set up the second segment, Linda. What do you want to talk about? And then we're going to play this amazing song, Lie. You can talk about that when we come back from the break, but set up the next segment. What do you really want to teach our listeners about music, about love, about life, and then and then why we're going to listen to this amazing song called Lie? Okay. Uh, you want me to talk now? Yeah, and then we'll go to commercial break. I'll bring I'll, I'll, and then we'll come right back and, and talk about it and play the song. Okay. Well, I... Um there's several, if you've got more music listeners, I would love to talk about how to make music in each of your cities and what you can do, or we can certainly speak about um, the economics or, or growth factors of music, or we could just talk about certainly all the struggles and, and, and life situations that we have to get over in any career that we're doing, because we mainly teach leadership here, Dan, it doesn't matter, we just use music as product. And that's what I love because it makes people happy and we have a fun time. But the truth is there are many things that, um, that you know, you learn through leadership and being able to speak to people, read the right things, and then you can pretty much take anything on, any growth factor on. It doesn't matter what business you're in at all. That's so brilliant. And so, yeah, since you gave me a choice, my menu choice is uh... – Come back to use to, to to talk about how we use our influence, our personal leadership, our commitment to core values. Use music as the as the vehicle to be involved in our communities and form universal languages music. But once you have their attention through a couple of really good songs, I think you can probably explain a little bit about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. I think that's what you're saying. This is Dan Clark. You're on voiceamerica.com, the influencers channel. My guest is the amazing internationally acclaimed Linda Septian, who's a music artist development professional with decades of experience. Don't go anywhere. We'll go to commercial break. We'll be back with Linda to talk more and to hear a magnificent song of a brand new tune called Lie. Back in a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're listening to The Art of Significance featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. My guest Linda Septian is a music artist development professional with decades of experience. She's launched the successful pop icon careers, the thriving careers of Beyonce, Jessica Simpson, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, the list goes on and on. Casey Musgraves shot, changing genres. Linda, let's talk. In, our, in the second segment, which we'll conclude by listening to one of the amazing songs called Lie, L-I-E. Let's talk about using music as a vehicle to get involved in our communities and how if we're parents listening in, if we're young men and young women listening in, and our passion is music, making music, writing music, performing music. Kind of take it from here, Linda, and tell us how you can how you can package yourself and get involved in your local communities to play and perform your music, and then use that platform to influence others to greatness. Um, I would love to talk about that because they when I, I just finished that tech star uh, convention, like I was telling you, and they had so many ideas. I was going. Bonkers. They were literally in the room were 700 songwriters and, and singers and managers, agents. And he asked one of the, the we, in Texas, we fortunately have a um, music of the Office of Governor. And it's just amazing what they can do for any state. And I don't know how many have that. But he asked, how many of you would agree to all come together um, and, and have a movement of of um, even song songwriting, it could be a songwriting group. It could also just be a little festival. It could be to help out in many. We have Ryan Seacrest, you know, all the things that people have. The Ryan Seacrest Studios and Foundations, and every one of them raised their hand. What a massive group of seven hundred people that would move and do anything within a community to go to council members and say, "Let's put this on." When I was at South by Southwest. Uh, Dan, they had the city of Denton brought all of their singers, paid for them to stay there, put on an all-night show, and they did so many things. It was amazing. And so I, I just sat there and went, wow, 
that's a, you know, Dallas didn't do that for us, you know, and yet they had the best singers from from Denton, and they all auditioned. It was a whole citywide deal. I mean, every city should be doing this stuff. And and now with the, uh, you know, the Me Too movement has offered a lot of new opportunities, too, to women. There's a company out there right now called Mentor, and there are many others that are looking for just female-owned businesses and female singers. They want to fund them and help them and really support, um, you know, that, that whole female movement, which for me, I was going, whoopee, I'll take that. And so... I went up to um, the mentor people, and they were all over. And it wasn't a bad deal because Matthew McConaughey was there, too. He's my yeah. favorite guy. So anyway, um, But it was, it was just phenomenal what's going on. So in the, in the whole leadership aspect of it is that, um, you know, especially for men and women and all these kids, is the main reason why I love to start early with children in music is because, or sports, but mainly in music, is because they have to learn to talk to people, face people. They have to learn to uh, have them stare back. They have to deal with really unfortunate circumstances that are not so much fun to, to look at because people think when you're literally on stage that nobody can, that the people on stage don't see you do what they do in the audience, and it's hysterical. And, um, and so you learn to deal with many things. But the main thing you learn to deal with is marketing early, uh, and that is the hardest deal because if we don't spend two hours a day marketing, we've not come to work. And that's, I mean, I'm talking about an artist. An artist has to spend two hours a day or they haven't gone to work in marketing of all social media. So we hired the best of the best. We hired Taylor Swift's marketing people and social media, and um, they put a program together for us, too. Because it just takes so much. Every day we have to change our business. It's really tough. And every week we have to train new marketing techniques for each of these artists because it changes daily. And if any company today, if they're not doing this, any company, they'll be out of business next year. I mean, it's going that fast, as you know. I love it. <clears throat> and so what you just taught us is that Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez and Casey Musgrave, some of the superstars whose careers you've launched... They didn't just show up overnight. It wasn't like oh, suddenly they were they were they they were noticed. They they weren't just on the scene uh, overnight successes, as we say. That they've been plugging along. That the story of Taylor Swift, day after day, hour after hour, marketing, social media, opportunities to perform, doing everything they know how to do. What you're saying is that that's the commitment is required, not just in the music industry, but in life to become the best version of ourselves to become everything we were born to be, right? Exactly. And it is, you know, technology today is cheap. It's kind of where brick and mortar meet, you know, and it, it is it is the glue that's holding, and it, it also is the commoner. What, what it does is even everything out. It causes all of us to be equal. And when I say a great equalizer, it truly is. It doesn't cost that much now to form any business at all. Uh, and and so it really about boils down to work ethic. And, you know, we have a little bit of that situation, certainly in millennials, but in Gen Z, it's a little bit better, the work ethic, from what we can see. And the cool thing about Gen Z is it's the first non-Caucasian um, generation ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, 
and that is a huge ability. It, just to know that alone, that's a huge opportunity for anybody out there, for any marketing person, any musician to understand what I just said. That's an amazing opportunity. They're, they're all over the place right now. You can't, you can't even fathom all the opportunities that a musician or a new teen or a new um, 20-something has. I mean, all wow. of us, we have it too. You know, at my age, I have tons of new opportunities every day. And I love it. I wish I were born uh, later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you're I, so... I'm a, I'm a true millennial. I'd like to be a millennial. So That's what I'd I like to do. I totally agree. So they can see that what your you look like a millennial. That's just wrong. I mean, there's something about your bloodline or DNA that just doesn't allow you to wrinkle. It's the filter. anyway. I love it. I love it. So set up this song as we uh, as we listen to this this tune. It's called "Lie." Tell us about the song. Tell us about the singer, the songwriter. Okay, so the songwriter um, is. Brian Kennedy, who writes for um, uh, Rihanna. I mean, there's, he's written for tons of people. Uh, Beyonce. I mean, he's an amazing songwriter. And, um, and he's is out he in, in LA. State? Is, he, is he? How did you meet him? Um, I actually met him through a meeting that I was trying to find publishing and different. We just started a new publishing company, and I was trying to find different people, and um, I. You know, in L.A., we bring artists all the time just to kind of write with people, and we thought he was one of the best, and so I brought, actually, Remington wrote part of this, I think, too, and then um, Rudy is singing on it uh, just as a demo singer. I'm not sure we will use it for her, but we, um, our publishing coordinator that we just hired out of London, he was with EMI, he just loved the song and felt like we needed to, to uh, do something with it also. And so I thought, you know what? Why not crack it on this station? This is the first time anybody's ever heard it. So you, I love this it. This is you a debut. Me. Okay, so who's the singer again? It's Rudy Eliza. Absolutely. Who came from your stable, obviously. Of course. Or you wouldn't be allowing us to listen to her sing. So, ladies and gentlemen, voiceamerica.com, world premiere. You make me feel so important. <laughs> world premiere, the launch of this new single called Lie. My guest has been Linda Septian. When the song is over, we'll go to commercial break and then back with my second guest, the Celeste Gleave. Celeste Gleave, the most amazing uh, entrepreneur you'll ever know and meet, uh, founder of Shiro's United. I can't wait to hear from her. But right now, let's tune in, kick back, and let's listen to Lie. I never knew, never knew, never, ever. Babe, I thought that I knew you better, better No point in you telling me lies What you done to me, boy I never knew, never knew, never, ever Nobody told me I'd hurt like this And nobody told me I'd miss you like this Nobody told me that I'd hate the truth But to have one of those dreamers and nights cause I remember that look in your eyes I know our love was a lie 
fake a smile even though I really wanna cry But I'm too strong for all that shit so I lie Tell you that I don't miss you, I say I'm doing fine You got me messed up, I should be over you Instead I'm just losing my mind I never knew, never knew, never, ever We act like we don't know each other, each other Just go back to telling me lies Why'd you play me wrong, boy? I never knew, never knew, never, ever Nobody told me I'd hurt like this mm -hmm. And nobody told me I'd miss you like this Nobody told me that I'd hate the truth About to have one of those dreamers tonight Cause I remember that look in your eyes I know our love was a lie Make a smile even though I really wanna cry But I'm too strong for all that shit so I lie Tell you that I don't miss you, I say I'm doing fine You got me messed up, I should be over you If you never loved me, why did you say that you loved me? And if you didn't need me, why did you keep me from wasting my time? Fake a smile even though I really wanna cry But I'm too strong for all that shit, so I lie Tell you that I don't miss you, I say I'm too fine You got me messed up, I should be over you This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. My guest has been the amazing Linda Septian, the music artist development professional, behind the scenes at American Idol, launching careers like Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, Casey Musgraves, my daughter. Ha. Love you, Linda. Thanks for your time. And uh, how can people get a hold of you? Hey, thank you. Um, you know what? They can certainly call us or visit our website or just email us at info at theseptiengroup.com. Uh, but if you just look up Linda Septian, it's, it, it will go, lead us you right into the uh, website or any place else. Um, or they can certainly call us. All right. Thanks so much, Linda. We'll have you back on time and time again. My best to Remington. Well, thank Love. you. Your dear friend, and thank you so much. Congratulations on all of your ongoing amazing successes. Thank you so much. I appreciate being on, Dan. I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. Thanks. No, I, we'll do this again and again. Love you. All right. Love you too. Thank you. Thanks. See ya. We're not going to commercial break. My next guest is Celeste Lee, founder of She Rose United. You only have to Google that and find out what an amazing woman this is, this amazing human being, this amazing leader who happens to be a woman. Let's just put that in perspective. She's affectionately called the Commander. She Rose has been praised worldwide for its commitment to abused and trafficked women and others in need. 
Celeste is a retired honorary three-star general emeritus selected by the Joint Chiefs of Staff at the Pentagon to serve as a civic leader. I know a little bit about that, and I honor her for that service as well. She's a serial entrepreneur and role model for men and women. Let me make that clear. A serial entrepreneur, but an extraordinary role model for men and women. She was featured by Forbes in its most powerful women issue and selected as a national SBA conference success story. I know you've been on uh, on hold for a little bit, Celeste. I apologize, but oh my gosh, have I been excited to talk to you. How are you, my friend? Oh man, hi. I'm doing really, really good, and it's so great to hear your voice. Just uh, really good. I mean, life is life is just delightful. <laughs> talk to us about how you came up with the idea. She rose. What a powerful name. And let me remind all of our listeners, as a professional speaker, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I've been doing this for 35 years. And what I've discovered, which is a fact, not opinion, men can be role models to men, but women can be role models to both men and women. And you're at the top of my list, my friend. Talk to us about founding Sheroes United, and let's talk. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you. Bam. I just, my, I don't know if I can get through this. My head just got blown right through the ceiling, uh-huh. but thank you for saying that. No, you're and, awesome. and it, it means a lot. And, uh, you know, having, having seen you do your magic and, and all of the wonderful things you do, I just, uh, you know, back at you, my friend, uh-huh. um, <laughs> she rose united. Uh, it was I got, I got just, you know, coming out of coming out of being a a, a leader with the uh, Air Force and the military, being a civic leader, you know, one of the things that 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 I get, you know, gained from that experience was you can be larger than life. Go out there and and you know, speak to the masses. And doing that, it really empowered me to use my voice to, and not only use my voice, but listen because it's more I think it's equally important to listen and then use your voice so I usually typically will sit back and listen and without forming an opinion so to speak but uh, coming out of the civic program I knew that I needed to do something I I was seeing a lot of things with women veterans that I didn't really didn't really like um, I was seeing a lot of things, not only with that, but first responders are, are and not only women, but I wasn't, you said men, it's, it's vitally important that, that you said that, and I'm going to, uh, you know, tinker back, back and forth with that, but uh, because women had joined the military in mass forces and gotten such great opportunities just right after, in the, in the last 15 years, we're now seeing women come out of the military uh, at the greatest mass exodus of all times, and these women are literally coming out and finding themselves uh, homeless based, uh, not all of them, but a great deal of them, and, and you know, that's, that's one thing, that, but I wanted to do something to step up for the women and, the, and their families, uh, in particularly because the, the, the VA is all dialed in doing what they're doing, but it's mostly designed for men, so I thought I was going to just do that, but I sat down with uh, five uh, very influential businesswomen here in, in Utah and told them my ideas. And they said, wow, you, you're, you really need to do this. And I says, well, heck, yeah, I'm, I'm really empowered. I've just been, you know, the civic leader for the entire Air Force and Air Force Reserve components, and I feel like I really need to take this magic uh, 
hat that I'm wearing and, and continue to continue to to use my voice and, and I, I can't stop now. I just you know, I'm just I just like I can't stop. I'm just really empowered. And they said, Well, we should really do something about human trafficking because that is a huge problem and then another one said, Well what about domestic violence? And then another one said, what about foster care? And we realized, you know, oh, my gosh, we can't change the world, but we can drill it down. And so we did end up drilling it down to three key pillars, and that is eradicating uh, domestic violence, um, working with our, uh, well, not eradicating domestic violence, but uh, understanding domestic violence and all of the, 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 the male side, the female side, the children's side, that, the whole entire family as a unit. Uh, and not only that, but uh, when we see the domestic violence, understand how, why it's originated. A lot of times it was from post-traumatic stress or whatever. So that was one thing that we wanted to look at. And then the human trafficking, it's been something that has been around for ages, but we're just now finally st- starting to talk about it and starting to really sink our teeth into it and go, hey, you know what, slavery is at an all-time high right now. I mean, we have slaves, and we don't even realize it, and there are slaves in the United States, and you may not think of them as slaves, but a lot of these, uh, a lot of people um, are enslaved that we've, we've even found in our own home state, and it isn't just sex trafficking, it's human trafficking. Uh, the issue that gets us the most is the child trafficking, and so we've dealt heavily in that, and we have been very happy and proud to... Uh, step in and work alongside of our uh, Attorney General and his efforts here in the state. He's been very boisterous uh, uh, and has been leading the charge for human trafficking across the nation in terms of Attorney Generals. He stands right out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the last but not least, my original love, passion, which was taking care of our our women warriors, our first responders. Mm -hmm. I affectionately call it the WW1R pillar because it's literally... Uh, working with any woman that has signed the paper and said, "Look, uh, my life is more important is not as important as others," and she's signing her life away and giving her rights up so that she can serve others and be committed to her, to her country. And it's a very selfless act. And I think the least we could do is is uh, uh, give back and protect our protectors. So that was what it was. We we signed we built this nonprofit and we've been doing it for about eight years and and. In the beginning, it was very difficult because we're kind of going, oh, we can, we can do this, we, we're, we're, you know, but like everybody, we had growing pains, and so that's kind of how the beginning got started. How do we get involved? How would any listener, <clears throat> can men get involved? You know, when we first met, and I spoke at a little event that you were a participant in, I was, I was taken aback by how many men were there supporting the, your causes. So is it just focused on getting women involved, or can we uh, just spread the word across the, the communities? Uh, great question, and, and I want to I top that off by saying one of the first things that, that I was worried about when I called it Shiro's, because no one had ever heard the word, and it just stuck to me right before my mother Rest in, you know, I, she, she holds my heart, but may she rest in peace. Right before she passed away, I said, you know, why did they always call women heroes? They should be sheroes. And my mom was like, you have something there, honey. And, I, and even though it had been, the, the, the phrase had been coined before, it really stuck with me. And I said, I love that. I love that. I'm going to own that. And we're all going to be sheroes. And 
but when we started this project with this nonprofit, I was worried that the men would think that we were out there to eliminate and discriminate, and I could, we couldn't be further from the truth. And our, our very first and second events, we were realizing that the men were very interested in what we were doing, and then I started looking at the demographics, and ultimately 37% of our entire demographic was male. And I says, wow, we're really we're touching something that hasn't been you know, uh, hit on before. And the fact that 37% of our, our demographics was male was one thing, but even better than that, we had uh, we had gotten a lot of our uh, the the clothing articles. And we were funding ourselves through sales like T-shirts and items, so that we could you know I guess every nonprofit really starts with uh, what we we call it our bling, but swag or whatever you want to call it. We were we were making T-shirts and hoodies and whatnot, and we were typically doing it for women, but. When I looked around, the men were buying the women's, and they didn't care. And so a lot of men had on pink Shiro's T-shirts, and, and they didn't care. They were so proud. And so we, we, we said, these guys really deserve their own spot in our organization. So we coined the phrase, Shiro's Heroes. And these guys, they just are so proud to be the heroes for the Shiro's. And so we got them their, their own swag and we made it more masculine and we made it with, you know. And so these guys, and there's like four or five hundred of them now here. And you, it's so beautiful because we're, we're at events and they're the first, they're so, they're so, oh gosh, they get it. They get it. They come up and they say, to the women, how may I be of assistance to you? Is there something I can do for you? And it's not like they're trying to to do anything other than they know that they're there. And I can look at and I can say, "Hey, look, a cowboy." I'll say to one of my guys, he he he, his name is Mike. I'll say, "Cowboy, that woman over there is in a wheelchair. Would you do me a favor and go over to her and make sure that she can get to her car, okay? And would you would you hero up on her?" And they get it, and they're like, "Yes, ma'am, you know, let's do that." And it's all about uh, respect and, and how we treat one another. And we, our mission statement is, uh, "We dare to change the world through love." And dare is dignity, action, respect, and education. And that's that's we've we've been going by, you know, those those morals. And the, and and there's a lot of stuff going on about out there, and a lot of people are divided. And our organization is so about unifying and uniting each person. We're, we are non-denominational. Uh, we are not, not political. And people say to us, we've been to the Vatican twice, and we've met with a, a lot of uh, very influential people. We have spoken. Um, we have had our... Uh, People, our teams go into India to do uh, some uh, humanitarian mission type work. We've had a group just get back from Africa. We've been working with the Congolese women, women that have uh, experienced, the, it's the darkest place on the planet, the Congo, and there's a lot of dark places, but the Congolese women and men, have their, their country has been taken from them. And uh, I could go on and on and on about that, but what I really wanted to do is talk about where we're going in the future, because that's really, our past has led us to where we are right now, which is, we couldn't be more proud. Uh, Forbes magazine, just this month, 
uh, they they have this issue, and it was I think it was something about uh, the hits and misses for t- 2018 and Women's History Month, and they called out. You know, they said a lot of people are talking the talk, and 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 but they're not putting their money where their mouth is. And these are this is what we see from our perspective. And they they mentioned trailblazers and uh, went along and talked about people that have long term impacts. And I liked that word. Mm. They said uh, they spoke a bit about the winners, and they said STEM, which is very really cool. STEM is science technology, uh, you know, computers, engineering, and math. So women in STEM got mentioned. Starbucks uh, is doing a lot to do equal pay, and, and uh, they're, they're doing a lot to show people that, you know, there's, there's no division in terms of uh, pay versus experience versus everyone's equal. And then they also named Shiro's United and not specifically us, but our new campaign that's called I Am a Superwoman. And I want to do a, a <laughs> it's so exciting. We're doing this, uh, you've probably heard of the uh, hashtag uh, Me Too and hashtag Time's Up. Absolutely. It, it really, it really hit with a, with a, uh, it brought on something that I don't think anybody was ready for, but it really, uh, in a way, opened the floodgates. And it opened the floodgates in a lot of good ways, and it opened the floodgates in a lot of OMG ways, you know. And what we were looking at was, wow, look at this. I mean, yes, it's great that people are speaking up. It's great that that uh, people are, are ha- having to take accountability for their actions. And then what we were seeing is the... Uh, Everybody was waiting for, what, what do we do now? And we, we kind of just jumped right all over that. We just came up with the hashtag, now it's up to me. And it isn't just a hashtag. Uh, we, we were so fortunate. Uh, that there's a, a woman I really need to do a shout-out for. Her name is Sue Melke. She's an Australian, but she is a brilliant mind. She is in the United States doing um, her her genius work, and uh, she has a branding company in Los Angeles, and uh, a mutual friend had been saying, you know, you really need to meet this commander, she's, she's, you, you just got to talk to her, and she kept thinking, I want to meet this, this person, but he's gone, he's in Dubai or wherever he was, and finally, she made contact with me and said, I, I hope you don't think it's, you know, uh, weird that I'm calling you, but I, I've been looking at what you're doing, and I really, really, really want to run this by you, and I couldn't have been more excited. She talked to me about her experience. She had just finished up a huge campaign with equality, the marriage equality, and she's she's in one of those arenas where she's probably one of the most forward-thinking branding minds in in the country. Um, Her marriage equality uh, campaign had over 5 million views or something along those lines. it It was huge, and she came to us and she said, we're seeing the Me Too and we're seeing the Time's Up, but she says, and she was so sweet, she says, do you think that it's time for something new to bring everybody together because everybody's just out there, you know, twisting and turning and a little tiny bit, and I don't hope not to offend anybody because we believe that everybody should speak up and use their voice, but the Time's Up movement was a very good movement in the, in the fact that it brought money to help women and men that needed it, 
but at the same time, it felt, it got, it's getting, and this is just my opinion, it's getting to be, it's a little tiny bit of a witch hunt in terms of, oh, there's money out there. Now I'm going to go, oh, I remember that guy hugged me and it felt inappropriate. And so now everybody's just running around going, did I do something? You know, they're they're reevaluating every move they've made in forty years. Totally and- agree. Let me let me just interrupt you for one second because I'm we're both on the same page. It's so funny. I was going to ask you about your take on that. We only have two minutes. I want you to say everything you want to teach my listeners oh, where you're taking two your. Minutes? Group, but then I'm gonna but okay. but then I'm gonna have you back. Don't worry. Okay. I just have to respect be respectful of the new. Uh, of the of the new host coming in right after us, but I'll have you back either next week or the week after. So just teach us what we need to know about Shiro's right now, as you've now embraced what we do next. I love this, Celeste. I okay. love it. So does everybody. We need this. Okay. So so if I've just got two minutes, we are doing a five part campaign. We are. I need everyone to come on to. Uh, now it's up to me or shirosunited.org. We have this huge campaign that's taking kicking off in New York at Seneca Falls where we're talking about women's suffrage and we are working with the families and the state parks and the national park there at Seneca Falls and we're going to be doing a huge reenactment. The one thing I wanted to cover today is, is that we are doing a massive gala in Los Angeles in July where we have gotten Whitney Houston's piano and it's been donated to us to sell this piano and to move forward, uh, it was given to us uh, by um, the Marcello family, and we're doing a uh, Richard and Diana Marcella and their daughter Rose. Uh, we are doing a specific huge gala in Los Angeles. We, um, I, 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 oh my gosh, we're redoing the I Am a Superwoman, hence the name Superwoman campaign. Alicia Keys uh, sang it I 10 years it. ago. Absolutely. We are really going to just pound this out and so people are going to see the date, a new dude? Thing. How do we? How, what's the date and how do we buy tickets? How do we support you? And I encourage everyone to support this cause. This is going to be amazing. Just- it's going to be so amazing, Dan. You need to have me back next week because there's so, right as we speak right now, we're still under non-disclosures, but by next week, I'll be able to tell you all of the A-list movie stars that we've got, and believe me, we've got a handful of them, and they're going to all use that piano. They're going to sing it. They're going to play it. it. We're going to do, we're going to get television. uh, 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 Gosh, we've got it all going on. It's so much. You need me for more than 20 minutes because this thing is off the hook. Okay, so uh, I'll just have my producer uh, contact you, but how do we we find it again? uh, Shiro's.org. Shiro'sUnited.org. And then we have a landing page. If you can just hit hashtag... Now it's up to the number two me, and that'll be a landing page. People can sign up, and then we will be talking about where it's going to be in Los Angeles uh, and how they can get involved in the uh, in the Seneca Falls. And bigger than that, it's gonna it's gonna brand right into a whole new way for people to uh, to redecide who they how, how they can step forward and show up for the people in their lives, recalibrate and re-educate. And this is what we need to do right now, and it's time. And this now, it's up to me, is going to take away all of the the questions. We've got it dialed in, so we feel like this is going to be a great answer to to move forward into the next phase of 
of the hashtag MeToo and Time's Up movements. And that's why they call you the commander. My guest is Celeste Gleave. I love you. I honor you. Oh, I will Dan. have you back hopefully next week. Please this do, because Dan. I want to tell your, your audience so much. I cannot wait. You are the healing, the healer of what needs to uh, to take place next. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. Make sure you check out the podcast on demand during the week. You can also join my tribe at danclark.com. Thanks for joining us next week. We will have another amazing hour, and hopefully, Celeste, you will be at the top of the list. I love you. I honor you. Thanks for uh, helping us heal America one day, one person at a time. Have a good day. Take care. Thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success.